it's important that you do your performance testing. Okay, how many pods would we need to run our application on on production? It works just like you would work with a normal application. Mm -hmm. uh, but it would really make sense to uh, like do it regularly. Something like generic enough yeah. in bold.com that it can be used by different teams. We are uh, ready for any uh, load that, uh, that's coming our way. Hey everyone, welcome to the bold.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you. Speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at bold.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Welcome, great to have you with us again. And as we're recording this, we're in the week of Black Friday. Exciting week for people hunting for bargains and for a lot of our colleagues. Whether that's from a commercial point of view, where we really want to sell a lot of goods, or from an engineering part, where we really have to deal with a large load on our systems. And because all these eyeballs on our website, they bring a lot of uh, traffic and consequential, a lot of load on our systems. In this uh, episode, we're going to look on uh, yeah, how, to, how we can deal with this load and how we can prepare for that. Right, Peter? Yes, yes, correct. Yes, yes. So in, in Black Friday week, I have uh, I have my eye on on uh, some some goods for my daughter. She wants uh, some uh, some Apple uh, AirPods. Uh, what about you, Peter Paul? Uh, also looking at some goods for this week. Yeah, just preparing for the holiday season. Yeah. So uh, in, indeed, it's it's very related to this uh, to this period and the preparation of this period. And um, yeah, in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, Locust. It's an open source load testing tool. And um, yeah. Listeners of the episode of the podcast may, might know that we have this uh, annual, what we call Spaces Summit, uh, the, the gathering of all uh, engineers in Bol.com, uh, and we share our stories with each other. Uh, and the guest of our show had a story in this Spaces Summit about Locust, and yeah, we wanted to know more about it, so we invited the guest for this show. So time to introduce the guest, uh, Peter Pan. Yes, and the guest of today is uh, Leon van Wijk. He's a full-stack uh, software engineer uh, with Craftsman, and uh, he's uh, also working at, uh, at Bold.com. He's working in, uh, in the logistics area, mostly on uh, things like stock allocation and logistics uh, product uh, master data. So there's a lot of APIs there that really have uh, a considerable load. Not a lot of webshop load, but still a lot of load. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. That's, uh, thank you for having me here. Yeah. Great to have you. Hey, and uh, yeah, why is for you uh, interesting to share a lot about uh, Locust? Well, uh, I think it's a it's an important topic to uh, to discuss in any uh, company, and that's not specifically even Locust, but just uh, performance testing, load testing. It's just a, a topic that's often neglected, uh, but uh, I think the impact of it is uh, underestimated. It's it's just very important uh, to keep in mind. And Locust is uh, uh, the, the most recent tool that I've uh, tried, and I've become very enthusiastic about it. Okay. okay. Yes. And that's why we have you here. We, <laughs> you became enthusiastic about it, so you uh, you gave this presentation. Uh, by the way, we uh, we will add the link uh, as well to the uh, towards the presentation uh, in the show notes. But uh, for now. Yeah, let's start with uh, the context. What what are we talking about? What are, what is the area you're in um, um, in in Bol.com? 
Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I think Peter Paul already mentioned a bit that I'm in, uh, sorry, I'm in logistics. Uh, I'm, I'm on the uh, back end of uh, all of the applications that connect to the Bol.com uh, warehouses. And uh, well, there's a lot of decisions to be made when a new product is sent to Bol. Uh, we need to store it in a warehouse. Uh, you know, where do we store it? And to identify the correct warehouse, we need to have some information on the uh, products like uh, how large is it and uh, how much is it weigh, all, all kinds of attributes that are important for logistics. Uh, and we are like the connection between the warehouses and the rest of the bol.com uh, uh, environment, so to speak. Um, and uh, during the season, you know, the, the peak uh, that we are now uh, entering, um, there are a lot more orders. So also in the warehouses, it's a lot busier than uh, the rest of the year. And that also means that our uh, APIs just receive more traffic. And uh, like, like every other application, we want to make sure that uh, we are uh, ready for any uh, load that, uh, that's coming our way. Exactly. Uh, and, 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 and also had this being ready for the, for the load that's coming your way, that was the reason to start with load testing or? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think we already uh, uh, started doing this uh, uh, last year. Uh, the last year was the, 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 the moment that we discovered like Locust and we wanted to experiment with it. Um, so uh, I personally did some investigations back then. Uh, and uh, uh, we had, uh, I think back then, two applications that we were a bit worried about, like can they handle the load? And it would be really nice to at least have an uh, objective test for it. So we, uh, I, I think we were not the first to experiment with Locust within the bol.com, but uh, mm -hmm. at least it was not very well documented yet. And so it was really a lot of uh, like uh, pioneering in that sense, is uh, figuring out what works for us and how to best set it up. Uh, we did have, have some help, fortunately, from people who were already uh, playing with it at Bol.com. And uh, that, that year we were like successful in uh, uh, setting up Locust for th those two applications. And fortunately, we discovered that they were capable of uh, handling the loads that we predicted. Uh, but th that's the reassurance that, uh, that, that like every team should have. Uh, so this year we uh, we had added another application to our portfolio, added load test for that, uh, and we also uh, like uh, try to promote Locust a bit uh, with other teams, uh, which I did by the, the speaking at the summit. Yeah, I said in the in the beginning, uh, Locust is an open source load testing tool. Uh, can you dive a bit more into detail in it? What what is it exactly? Uh, what should we uh, thinking yeah. about? So uh, Locust is uh, written in Python. Uh, I hope this doesn't scare off too many people. <laughs> uh, it's also, uh, it's like designed to, uh, it's really designed for developers, I feel like, for software engineers, because there is no uh, like user interface where you have to click and drag to, uh, to really set up your tests. It's all scripted. So you yourself, you write your tests in Python code, and uh, those scripts are run, uh, and that's your uh, performance test. Uh, so it's all code, which makes it like uh, versionable, uh, makes it uh, easy to uh, to review 
code from your colleagues. You can just treat it like any other code you write for your application, the code that runs your performance tests. And that's what I mean by saying it's really uh, meant to be used by software engineers because we are already used to this way of working. Uh, so some more details about how Locust is set up. It's really uh, uh, designed to work in a cloud environment. Uh, you know, there are some tools uh, like the competitors for Locust. I might, have known, I might as well mention them uh, immediately. It's like Gatling, uh, JMeter, if you go back a bit further, I think Gatling is the biggest competitor. Uh, and what those tools uh, do is they are able to uh, you know, uh, do stuff asynchronously, have multiple threads, uh, so they can produce a lot of load on your applications. Locust is set up in a different, with a different perspective. Like uh, Locust itself is just single-threaded. It does not try to do uh, all kinds of async operations. Uh, so, uh, if your test is running on one pod in your uh, on the cloud, uh, it's, it just has one thread available for everything it does. However, you can scale this up easily by adding more pods to your cloud environment. So uh, there are like several instances that are firing requests at your application. And that way you can scale up the load to your applications, like in theory, infinitely, uh, depending of course on how much uh, pods you can uh, uh, yeah, place in your uh, cloud environment. So if you that's what really differentiates it from the other yeah. tools. If you compare, so if you compare Locus with the other tools is, uh, the other tools are more complex in itself because they do the the, the scaling, so to say, and so they need multi-threading and and uh, and that kind of stuff. And Locus is is more easy, and you scale it by adding the pods in the in the cloud and uh, and put the load by, uh, but just by adding more pods. Yeah, that's right. The the scripts that you write become very very like simple because you don't have to worry about all kinds of uh, async operations. So uh, comparing it to like a, a Gatling script, uh, the, the, your local scripts will be much easier to read, to maintain. Uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely an advantage. So, uh, <clears throat> and and that it's all in code. I think that's and the whole scripted. I think that that is also some uh, some advantages. Also, and that it can be reviewed and and things like that. Uh, how how do you really make use of that uh, specifically, or don't we? Um, yeah, so um, for our applications, we have set up like a different repositories uh, that, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and like our performance testing repositories, like they produce this application with a front end uh, that we can uh, visit and start the performance test from there. It's not the only way to use Locust, but it's uh, the one that we found uh, easiest to implement. Mm -hmm. um, so Locust out of the box comes with uh, like a front end, as I'd say, a, a UI uh, that you can spin up and control the load test with it. So it uh, it allows you to uh, like just enter like in a website, uh, enter uh, the uh, URL that you're going to test or the uh, how many uh, requests how, how do you say this how many user agents it needs to start uh, and you just click the button to start it there and immediately it starts gathering metrics. 
And from this front end, you can also see like graphs and uh, tables, just data about your application, how it's handling the load. So for us, uh, this is just this this front end, so to say, is just an application that we start up using just uh, the same methods that we start any application, which is just the GitLab, GitLab uh, CI integration. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, like I said, one of the advantages is that it it works just like you would work with a normal application. So developers are used to this kind of yeah this way of working. Yeah, clear, clear. And and what kind of yeah we're obviously doing performance tests, but what what kind of things are we testing for? Of the, um, yeah, actually, what what kind of functionality are we testing using this? Or, or does that really not matter for load testing? Yeah, I think if you uh, uh, if you're uh, asking like the people who made locusts, mm -hmm. they will tell you that it does not matter. You can test anything because you're just writing a locust test. You can write a client to you know uh, connect to your application and uh, and run stuff. Uh, and it doesn't matter what kind of application you're testing. It can be a front end uh, website, or it can be an API, or it can be something entirely different as long as you can test it using a Python script. And yeah, Python is just a generic programming language. So in theory, what can't you test? Yeah. Uh, I have to say that I don't have the experiment, the experiment experience at, uh, with everything. Uh, mm -hmm. So for my team, uh, we are mostly about APIs. So I've only tested uh, APIs uh, and what our load tests do, they just generate a lot of load several endpoints and there is some uh, like randomization in there to, to generate uh, different ids uh, that are used in the uh, in the urls uh, yeah, so that you then, avoid uh, all kinds of things that you would that the service would start to cache and that normally can't be cached because of the yeah more varying requests that will be taking place i think that did you try to yeah for Caching is actually quite a challenge uh, when you're performance testing how to, to like circumvent it, or maybe you do, you want to test with caching uh, because that will probably be uh, you know, your caching on your production environment as well. So why wouldn't it be tested during your performance test? But the, the challenge, of course, is to not at a certain point uh, like get everything from the cache during your performance test. Yeah, exactly. So you have it has to be still be like normal behavior as it would be yeah. in production right so a portion would come from uh, <clears throat> from the cache and a portion would not come from cache right yeah that, that that's a very difficult problem and i can't really give uh, advice for it because it will be different for any kind of application uh, mm -hmm. and for us actually the the way that we uh, found uh, yeah uh, both easiest and best for this performance test is just to just disable the caching on our staging environment uh, while we test it. So we don't we don't test on our production environment. Uh, mm -hmm. I think also best practice to not you know uh, risk uh, bringing down your production environment just for a performance test. So test on your uh, we call it staging or maybe some other people call it the acceptance environment. Right? Um, and it's a very easy for us to like disable the caching there. Uh, so Actually, yep. that's the worst case scenario. If you disable cache, then you uh, say 0% uh, from cache, uh, you hit uh, the service uh, the hardest way, so to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if that does not work for your team, I'm sure that there are 
other ways to do it, like maybe cash only a percentage. But uh, uh, yeah, for us, uh, like we have these uh, IDs um, that we want to test, uh, and there's there's only a limited amount of ideas in our database that we can actually uh, use. So we couldn't like randomize it and use an infinite amount of uh, like new requests. At, at some point, you're recycling IDs, and then the cache will pick it up. So. Disabling the cache was our solution. Yeah. Were, were there other things that we have to, uh, yeah, to yeah, uh, enable or disable to get to to good results uh, for our uh, load tests? Mm, yeah, uh, since we are running in the cloud, um, think about uh, how many uh, like pods is, are running on your production environment, and uh, I think from a lot of teams will have like. Uh, a lot less pods on their acceptance environment because you know there's not much load there but mm -hmm. you want to be able to test the load on production so be sure to scale up your pods on acceptance and uh, i think best practice is to keep it to uh, the amount of nodes on production minus one just to like uh, uh, yeah have a little bit of uh, leeway uh, you know, when when something is being deployed on production, a pod will be brought down and up again. So uh, it, it should be able to take care of the load you expect with one pod less than usual. Yeah, you yeah. said uh, you set it up together with with your service in the in the staging environment. Does it mean if that if you have, uh, for instance, three services, that you have to set it up three times, or is it uh, can it also be more centralized? Yeah, I guess. Uh, it really depends. Uh, for us, the uh, you know the uh, uh, the URLs that we call in our uh, performance tests are very different per application, so you really need to set up a different uh, uh, script. Um, but I do think if I would set it up again uh, right now, we could do it a bit differently. Uh, like I said, we started with this like a year before, uh, and Locus was still on. Uh, uh, like new new here at ball.com uh, but ever since last i think it was the end of september uh, the official locust image uh, from the locust uh, uh, github should say uh, is now whitelisted here at ball.com to use on the staging environment okay uh, it wasn't like that before so before we had to push our own locust image to the cloud and then uh, yeah, use that in our uh, deployments but right now you can use the official one and, and that will make it a bit easier to make things gen generic. Yeah. So currently what we do, uh, still the old way, is uh, our scripts, uh, the one that contain the tests, they are part of the image that we push to the cloud. So if we have to update a performance test, we have to like refresh the image in our cloud environment. But that's, that's definitely not the best way, but it was at that point convenient for us. Um, but I have seen other people who now uh, uh, also can use the uh, the official image now, uh, where they, where you uh, push the image to the cloud. Uh, sorry, you don't push the image to the cloud, but you you, you use the official Docker image, and uh, the tests are not in the image, but they are in your uh, config map, so the, the, your your cloud configuration really. And if you do that. Then it's very easy to you know, just have the tests different for each application, and you use the same locust image for each one. 
I think that's the way to go. And uh, we, st- we still have to uh, like mm-hmm. reflect this at some point in our own team, which we're definitely going to do. But uh, uh, yeah, that's that's the that's a way of using it more generically. I was I was thinking. Eh? You you said um, you started using this uh, Locust one year ago. What was for you the use case to to start searching for a tool like Locust? Um, well, there was a, a a lot of performance testing being done, of course, already at Bold.com. But most of it was being done uh, at the data center, I feel like. And for application that moved to the cloud, they just you know, kept using the same methods that they used when they were testing in the, the, the Bold.com data center uh, and not really using like, the uh, opportunities that the cloud offers. Like I said, Locust is really focused on uh, distributed uh, load testing, so running it from the cloud. Uh, and really, your application doesn't need to run in the cloud, actually, as long as Locust does. Uh, but we now have this cloud environment available, uh, so let's use it. That, that was really our uh, thought behind trying this. And does it also have to do with the fact that you are um, now able to to do it uh, autonomously? Eh? You don't have to use centralized load testing tools and, and uh, discuss about the slots and that kind of stuff, or is that not an issue? Yeah, that's definitely part of it also, yeah. Uh, I think it, the uh, performance test center that we have at Bold.com uh, is being used a lot, so it's definitely not going to leave anytime soon. But I don't think they're like uh, planning to keep it around forever. At some point, it will be like uh, 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 deprecated, and uh, they they will like push teams to yeah, handle this themselves. And, and at that point, I think Locust will really find a lot more traction in Bold.com as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I already discovered like when I uh, uh, gave my presentation at the Spaces Summit that there are a lot of people interested in it. It was really nice to uh, see that after the presentation uh, there was this chat room where people were uh, able to ask questions and it basically just almost exploded after the presentation <laughs> with people like just being generally in generally uh, interested in uh, what I had to say and who want to try this out with the wrong team. It's really good to see. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Awesome to have uh, yeah, people like that who are re- genuinely interested, want to know uh, more. But can you recall what, 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 what was most on their mind? What they, did they really want to know from you? Uh, well, of course, but yeah, I just know about uh, 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 the way that, that I set it up for my team. Uh, mm-hmm. Or like, uh, I think there was a lot of interest in making something like generic enough yeah. in Bold.com that it can be used by different teams. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, at Bold.com, at, at least at Logistics, there is uh, this sort of, uh, it's not really a team, they're they called teammates, but it's more like a, a guild, or a virtual team. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they are like uh, 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 thinking about uh, test engineering and performance testing as well. Uh, and they also contacted me. They were really, really interested in like trying to see how we can uh, bring bring Locust to the Bold.com community in a way that everyone can easily use it. Exactly. So what we're most mostly interesting in is then how can we like make this even more easy accessible to the people uh, to the other software engineers in Bold.com? Uh, because you mentioned yeah, it's, it's 
it's not that hard to set up this uh, locust as a tool. But how could we even make it easier for them to? Uh, there are always yeah, some cloud specifics that we have or other specifics that we have to already accommodate for that and then move forward. It really sounds like that. Is that a? Yeah, indeed. Uh, one of the challenges that we had at first was to really integrate it with the uh, uh, the, the cloud setup that we have at Paul.com. Now we have this system uh, R2D2, which is really a customization onto Kubernetes. And uh, uh, we had to figure out uh, in what way we could configure our like performance testing application to uh, to run and to have this front end available to use. Uh, yeah, I think uh, if those things are like uh, documented uh, in, a way, in a place where everyone can find them, uh, it will be easier for the teams to start doing this. Yeah, we, we had a chat about R2D2 in the past as well uh, in, in, the, in the podcast. So we can refer to, uh, to that episode, I think, if people are more interested in, in, in R2D2. Um, yeah, but if you talk about the setup specifically, what uh, you said it is um, like like how software engineers work. So I had in mind that uh, you set it up then in the cloud as 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 it is uh, just like another, any other service. Um, but you already said, yeah, we had to find ways to to do to do stuff with R two D two. Were there more items to uh, to to take care of? Um, yeah, a bit. Well, what makes it a bit different from our normal normal applications was that uh, with Locust, you have like one pod in the cloud that's your uh, master pod, and it uh, it creates any number of worker pods that actually do the uh, send the request and do the, the, the performance testing. And uh, the master and the workers, they communicate and they use uh, like a, a specified ports to do that. Uh, and, and you have to like uh, uh, configure those in your uh, RTD2 configuration. Uh, and also the front end that's, uh, that, that you connect to when you want to start your uh, test and view the metrics. Uh, you know, you need to uh, uh, configure a URL for it and uh, uh, the setter, what it's called, the user endpoint, something like that. And it's, it's not all that complicated, but it's just something that if you've uh, never done it before, it takes a, a minute to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And if you talk about uh, uh, master and, and workers that need to communicate with each other uh, and open up ports, does that also relate to um, our service mesh, to Istio, what we uh, implemented or not? Yeah, well, not not more than just uh, like configuring them in uh, in your in your RTD2 configuration. I do think it's uh, important maybe to note that uh, if you want to produce like really high uh, volumes of load, uh, you you will need more workers, and uh, we're talking about really large volumes. Uh, for my team, basically just one worker was always enough to to simulate the load that we were expecting. But I can imagine that if we're talking about maybe the the, the Bolt.com web shop, that you would need multiple workers to produce uh, the amount of load that you need. Uh, and you can even uh, have them scale up automatically depending on you know some kind of metric of how many uh, uh, of maybe the, the 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 CPU usage or amount of memory use whatever uh, uh, and yeah there are some like you can set up like horizontal pod out scaling for it 
So your, your number of users increase or decrease automatically. Uh, it was a bit of overkill for our team, so we haven't really experimented there, but I know that I know there are other teams who have set it up this way. Okay, and then it doesn't work really different from horizontal scaling, auto scaling for like a normal service, right? Yeah, indeed. I, I mean, there's always the master and it just you just scale up and down a number of workers that you need. And if you also scale up the, the service you're testing automatically, then you end up with uh, both auto scaling up and, and <laughs> or is that just uh, limited by the, the numbers you, you set in, uh, in Locust? Uh, yeah. I think uh, actually the number of workers is in theory infinite, uh, but yeah, you can of course set limits to your autoscaler, how many workers you uh, want to have. Uh, but uh, in theory, I would say if you uh, uh, scale up the number of parts of your own application, that doesn't mean you need to scale up the number of uh, workers automatically. Uh, so if you, you want to produce more load, uh, one worker is not uh, uh, doing enough because, like I said, it's it's synchronous, so you need another one. Then the amount of load can increase, and then at some point maybe your application will struggle. And then if you have an horizontal pod autoscaler set for your application, then it will spin up another pod for your application, and suddenly it can handle the load. That doesn't mean you, again, need to scale up the workers, unless maybe you're doing something like a stress test to see how far you can push it. Uh, but yeah, that's not the scenario that we uh, tested. No, it's exactly what you described. I think eh? the, that you know uh, if you have if, if you're running ten pods with your application, uh, that you know okay the the load I can handle with this ten pods is uh, this and this amount, uh, and when and we uh, exceed that uh, request per second, I think it's it's um, notified like that. Then we and then, then you know the tipping point. That's what you want to find out, right? With your uh, with your load test. Yeah, well, what, what we really wanted to find out was, can we handle the load that we expect during this you know, peak season, during the Christmas the holidays and stuff? Uh, and to do this, we just uh, we ask other teams uh, about the load that they are expecting. You know, we are just a chain in the entire logistics operation, of course. So at some point, we, we got some estimates of, well, during December or something, you can expect these kinds of uh, numbers. And that's what we tested on and then increased it a bit to see just to, to have some uh, leeway uh, there. Uh, so we weren't like looking really for the, the tipping point. We just wanted to make sure that the load that we were expecting uh, is manageable for us. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and do you typically use it huh, just as a season preparation or do you like also during other times in the year, I don't know, uh, on a frequent uh, basis use uh, the Lotus, since it's there anyway, and it's yeah, just costs some money because of course you have to use cloud resources, blah blah blah. But just to be sure, or after large changes uh, to the code or something like that. Yeah, very good question actually, because that's something that I'm very uh, interested in. Uh, because we are only like using it for the uh, for the peak now for the season, mm -hmm. uh, but it would really make sense to uh, like do it regularly, just maybe after every big feature see if it increases or decreases the performance of your application. Uh, and you could have it automatically as part of your build pipeline. But I think there, there are like different opinions on whether this is a good idea or not. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think it's really the best idea to have it like run 
automatically every time you do a new commit or a merge or something like that. Uh, it will be a bit too much. I think it would make sense to like bring it automatically uh, once per day, like every night when you perform a test. Uh, so you, you can actually keep a history of uh, like the average response times. Yeah. And you can look back, you can create metrics and see, oh, wait, and like at, at that point in time, our performance suddenly degraded. What happened there? And then you can look back to see, oh, there might, might have been this change. Uh, so I think that's what what is the reason that it's um, now you do it for for the season preparation and not like uh, on a regular basis? What is the reason for that? Is that um, because of the labor intensive work or? Yeah, I think it's I think it's just uh, we're we're still figuring out how to best use it and uh, the performance is really an issue for us. So uh, I think it will receive more attention uh, in the near future. Um, but we're also still like, uh, like like discovering what's possible with locus or not. For instance, if you uh, want to run these things automatically once per day, uh, you will need to run it uh, headlessly. You know? So there's no uh, user interface where you click a button. It just starts and ends automatically, and it saves the metrics somewhere. And right now, we all do this manually using this uh, front end that uh, locus provides. But it is possible uh, to run it uh, headless. Uh, but yeah. We haven't experimented with this uh, yet, so we're we're yeah, we're still learning. Yeah, cool. So great to hear. And yeah. and the other part of us still. So, I you started with two, now three applications. Did you find out for all applications that they were already, uh, they had sufficient performance, or did you run into some bottleneck using this? Curious about that as well. Uh, we did run into like uh, our limits. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But but for us it was really also figuring out okay how many pods would we need to run our application on on production. Mm -hmm. So we just scale up. We don't uh, uh, use horizontal pod auto scaling yet for applications. Uh, so we're really like doing it manually. Mm -hmm. So we just wanted to know how many pods do we need to have up uh, running in production to be sure to handle any kind of load that comes our way. Because of course you can identify any performance issue using Locus, but that doesn't mean <laughs> you know the cause or you have a way to fix it. Uh, it's still work you have yeah. to do. <laughs> you have to yeah, find out. That, that, uh, yeah, but okay, this, so this gave you, and this, but this gave you good insights into okay, if, if this is the expected load, then we need this number of pods, and we just set up for that and configure uh, the, uh, uh, the, the the things for that, and then we're basically fine. Uh, 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 or we can yeah, reasonably expect to be fine, right? Yeah, so so before you start any local test, just think about uh, what is the load you expect and uh, what is the uh, performance, you know, the response times that you need to uh, deliver. And you just find a way to, uh, uh, you, you find a, a good scaling for your application to match it. Hey, what, along the way, what, what were the biggest challenges for you to uh, to deal with? Mm, well, before Locust did it, before the Locust image was like uh, uh, whitelisted on staging, we had to like uh, create it ourselves and push it. And I found uh, like a, a tutorial on it, a tutorial by uh, the Google Cloud people, which is usually very reliable. Uh, but uh, later I found out that they were really using a really old version of Locust and suddenly 
the tests uh, that I had implemented were all uh, like deprecated already, and uh, I had to figure out how to make it work with the newer versions of Locust. Uh, that was a bit challenging. Uh, I think that won't be an issue for any people starting with it now, fortunately. Uh, the same with the like the Artaduto configuration. It took a while to figure out uh, how to set it up. But for anyone at uh, at least at Ball starting it uh, from scratch now, they have a lot of examples already of other teams that are using it. Um, there's a chat room. Uh, just search for Locust in our in our chats and you will find it uh, where where people are sharing knowledge about uh, uh, different setups that uh, they're using. So I think one of the challenges that we had was that it, there was no central like point of information about performance testing yet, but at least not about Locust. So uh, we have, at some point we found uh, one or two other teams who were already already experimenting experimenting with it. So we could ask them for some help. But, uh, uh, I think for the teams starting with it now, uh, well, they uh, they have a lot more uh, examples to go by. That makes it easier for them. So it's a, a growing community, so to say, in Bullet.com, uh, the Locust uh, community. Locust yeah, definitely. Users. Yeah, talk, talking about communities, uh, it's an open source tool. Um, do you interact a lot with the uh, with the open source community about this Locust tool? Uh, in terms of uh, do do we do change requests or maybe you are already uh, uh, thinking about contributing to uh, to Locust? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, definitely more of a user than a contributor at this point. Uh, might be nice in the future to uh, get more into that. But uh, uh, no, I haven't yet, but uh, I, I can tell you that there is a lot of like development uh, going on at Locus. It's uh, uh, when our applications now are using Locust version 1.3, I think, which was built one year ago, which is when I said what I said, I, that's when we started using it. Uh, but they are having uh, like regular releases and they're already at version 2.5 now, uh, which was released uh, let me check, I think the last uh, uh, month even, very, very recently anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of, uh, it's it's a really active community and uh, it's still being updated. It's nice. uh, always nice when you when you start something from open source so that you know that it's not already like abandoned. <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah. I think we can uh, add uh, the link as well to the show notes, um, Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, looking at the time, Peter Paul, do we have questions left? Uh, it's time for uh, for our traditional uh, last question. So, Leon, could you share your yeah your most important uh, takeaway with the uh, with our listeners? Yeah, I think the most important takeaway is uh, uh, you know even and I know this talk has been about Locust mostly, but even if you don't think Locust is the best solution. Uh, and you want to try something else, uh, please do, as long as you you know it's important that you do your performance testing. I think that's the most important takeaway, whether you use Locust or any other tool, uh, that's, uh, that's dependent on, uh, on on your own applications, on your own preferences, uh, but do not neglect performance testing because uh, uh, it really helps you uh, prepare for, uh, if, if these who can prepare for the season, and if you're not in Bold.com, uh, it just, uh, uh, yeah, it makes sure you, you're not suddenly surprised 
by uh, your application being too slow for your consumers. I mean, in the current uh, days, you know, uh, when we visit a website, we expect the website to load in uh, uh, just a few seconds. Uh, and otherwise, you're already, uh, you, lo you lost your customer. You're gone, yeah. Matters, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, so so for for websites, it is obviously for the backend. Uh, you, uh, I, I think you you gave clear insight in in why it is uh, needed and and yeah to do as well to to consider it. Really curious how it will develop in the future. Also, uh, when you set it up for, in a more permanent way and uh, yeah, constantly uh, do the load tests and uh, yeah make it uh, as a kind of a baseline and then uh, see uh, how your innovations will. Uh, influence performance, yes or no? It's a really cool story, and it's indeed it became a, a good combination of Locust itself, but also hey, why why we do it and, and uh, why you should do it. So uh, yeah, thanks for your time, uh, Leon, uh, to show up here and, uh, and share this uh, story with us. Well, you're very welcome. Leon, it was fun. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for Tech Lab, and subscribe. Leave a five-star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, or mail techlab at bol.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun!